We've been talking about local farms this week, trying to connect people to where their food is grown, which is probably in your neighborhood in a lot of cases. And I was asking you for suggestions about great local farms. And I have to tell you, so many of you wrote to me to tell me about Hop On Farms. It has been a landmark in South Burnaby for decades. Well, today it is run by the six Hong sisters. They took it on from their parents, who are part of a legacy of immigrants that came from Hong Kong. So Araji Sohal joined joins us this morning because she decided to check out Hop on Farms. Good morning, Raji. Good morning, Simi. Yeah, I talked to Marlene. She's the youngest, a twin, and she's 56. She's the youngest of the group of sisters, the eldest being Pauline, who's 71. Now, I'm one of four sisters. I have a younger brother, as in their family, they have uh, one boy as well. Not quite a boy anymore, but... um, I was blown away by how much this family would have had to have cooperated as kids, as teenagers, as adults to keep this farm going, and especially their uh, major retail store there as well, because that's where they put a lot of their effort now. But I could talk to Marlene for ages, but you cannot talk about her family's story of running Hop on Farms without talking about work first and work the most. It's all about the work. We watched our parents and when we were younger and helping them out, often often we had to work until dark sometimes, getting the orders ready for the wholesales. And, you know, sometimes there was a lot of orders, meaning like picking radishes or green onions or whatever to supply the, the wholesales. Um, sometimes we just couldn't do it in in a day. You couldn't refuse the orders at the same time, so we just worked till dark a lot of the times in the summer. And what did that mean for so your childhood that, and growing up? Oh, we we felt, I think we all felt like we were robbed of our childhood, but like I said, like it taught us a lot. As we were young, we didn't like, we didn't like having to work after school while all our friends were you know, going out and hanging out with other friends or going here and there. We always had to come home and work after school. So we we kind of hated it at the time. But as you get older, you're kind of grateful for it because it got you where you are today, like in life, kind of ahead of everyone else, financially anyway. I mean, we were paid as kids. We were paid even like 10 cents an hour, but it was something. And it taught us the value of money, I guess, because we always had to make our money and anything we wanted, we would have to spend our hard-earned dollars to buy. So, you know, mom and dad bought bought us clothes and everything, but, you know, if there's anything special you wanted, you had to fork out the money yourself, <laughs> even as kids. Like, I'm talking 10 years old or whatever. Wow. Ten, work out the money yourself at 10 years old. No wonder they have such a work ethic. Yeah. You know, they have, she has so many nieces and nephews now, and now there's grandchildren in the mix amongst the six sisters. And I asked if they work, the grandchildren and the nieces and nephews work on the farm with them too. And they do to some extent, but she said in no way is it anywhere near to what the sisters are still doing. They, they are still doing a little bit of the farming itself, the labor out there. Um, but for a lot of them, their spouses are now involved and the sisters are doing a lot of the work in the store. I wondered if Marlene has maybe, you know, taken a little bit of a break. Does she go on vacations now and that kind of thing? She, I hope she takes her weekends off, Simi. She yep. doesn't. What? 
No, she works 12-hour days, including the weekend, and she doesn't take those days off. She oh said it's just too hard because, in part, it's so much a part of her identity. She's been doing it since she was so young. It's just she can't remove the work from who she is. But you know what? Clearly, they are um, beloved by their regular longtime customers because so like I said so many people emailed me and went on and on and on about how lovely the family is that runs Hop On Farms and how they've been going there for years so they have a deep connection to the community oh yeah and when you watch them work when they're in the shop even if they see that someone else is waiting for them they don't rush anyone so at the till, you'll see them like strike up conversation. They'll find out about what's going on in that person's life or why they're oh, buying so two pints of raspberries versus one. <laughs> and they really get into it with their customers. And Marlene urged me to actually check out their Facebook page comments. I had been on their Facebook page, but I went through the comments after she told me to. Yep. And there are just all these really lovely accounts. Beautiful. But they do wonder about the future of the farm. They're, they're actually not sure what's going to happen next. Nobody wants to do any physical labor anymore. And a lot of people, because they don't want to do it or they've never grown up knowing, you know, what it takes to grow this or, you know, what it takes to even live on a farm and have to work on it. They don't, they've never experienced that. So they, they would never, it would never cross their mind how hard it actually is. Mm-hmm. Especially farm work. Farm work is really, really challenging. You also have the retail element with your very large store. What for yeah. you has been the most satisfying aspect of the last four decades plus of working there? It's just seeing the, uh, the business grow. Like, you know, it grows to a certain point, but now, you know, with all Costco, all the big box stores going in, yeah, your business has gone down, but you still have you still have that customer base that want to buy local and want to support you. And they've been supporting you since, since they were little, like their parents have been supporting us since the beginning almost. And it's, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that it's gone down, but you know, we we're surviving. I mean, and I think we'll always survive as long as we're here because of, you know, just, being here and people relying on us or depending on us for for their produce. And a lot of people want to support local. Why why not? <laughs> yeah. Marlene, I can tell you're really grateful for your customers. You talk a lot about being grateful for your customers. Can you tell me about the hop on customer? They're just very appreciative and so our customers are the nicest. Like we we're only seasonal, and at the end of the year, all our customers they always send us a nice card saying thank you for being open this year, or thank you for supplying us with great local produce. You know, they bring gifts, and that makes you want to continue doing it. It's just a closeness, and you just feel grateful to have such a nice customer base. Oh, that is so lovely! But they must worry then about what's going to happen when they do retire. 
They do. I'm surprised that they haven't given it much thought, but Marlene says they just, you know, on the regular, her and her sisters will tell each other that, yeah, I am worried about the future, but they don't have a plan yet because, you know, the economics of farming has changed so drastically since she was a kid and they have a hard enough time attracting day laborers outside of the family, let alone recruit their own grandchildren to take all aspects of the business seriously, including the labor. How do you make children who, you know, were educated here and have, you know, aspirations to become professionals and whatnot uh, find farming attractive. But you heard it in her voice there, Simi. She really cares about the customer and her sisters are the same way. And they've been collaborating together on the farm for four decades, more than four decades to ensure that they can provide what customers need. Wow, that's amazing. And they've got quite a story that is so historic that it's being told elsewhere too. Yeah, you're reading articles now, I'm sure, in, uh, for example, Burnaby Now just uh, shared an article about them. They have such a legacy in South Burnaby. And so we're actually seeing that this fall, they'll be featured, the Hop on Farms and the Sisters will be featured in a neighborhood history series uh, that honors Chinese Canadian stories. And this is going to take place at the Metrotown Burnaby Public Library as they celebrate over 125 years of Chinese Canadian history there. Oh, that is so nice. All right. Thanks for that, Raji. Thanks, Simi. That is our Raji Sohal telling the story of Hop on Farms. It's along Southwest Marine Drive in Burnaby. So many of you clearly love the place because you're the ones who told us about it. And now we've heard the story of the Hong family and how they have managed to keep that place going for decades. Now, still ahead for us, it's time for our You Deserve a Break contest. So we're going to hear about our winner for today. You know, if you want to nominate somebody for this, just go online, cknw.com, click on contest, tell us about someone that you you think deserves a break and maybe we can help them out. The winner and more coming up in the next half hour here on Mornings with Simi.